This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. G'day, welcome to the Busy Blokes Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3, where we give you health hacks, tips and tricks that will have you feeling healthier, happier and stronger than ever. We're coming to you this season from the Digital Loop Podcast Studio on Beaufort Street here in Mount Lawley. It's going to open to everyone in April 2023, but we're lucky enough to be recording in here early because we're absolute legends. If you're a content creator or a freelancer, make sure you get in touch with the Digital Loop team and they'll sort you out. So check out their social pipes at Digital Loop Australia. Speaking of flat stick legends, health coach extraordinaire Christian Huggins is with me once again, Gosser. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good, but I'm very, very flat stick this week. I've been wearing many hats. I've uh, been teaching again the last last week or two. I've actually been concreting at my house, <laughs> house as that. well and also obviously taking my health coaching clients. Now, podcast hat is on for today. Good. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, just got from... Got uh, got here from the house though. Uh, another day, concreting and washing and acid washing and all that sort of stuff. So I know all the lingo now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're essentially but, a builder. Yeah, but have been kicked in the nuts once again with this build. Um, for those that don't know, we've been building for about two and a half years now, or just just under two and a half years. Um, and what I'm imagining, bats, you can imagine that you've just been kicked in the nuts, yep, and you just you know yeah. Some say worse than childbirth, and I agree. But you know, get kicked <laughs> in the nuts. You open your eyes eventually and then you just see there's a line of about 14 people yeah. ready to kick you in the nuts and you just take it and take it and take it. It's like squid games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then, you know, that 14th person comes and you're just writhing on the floor for about five to ten minutes. Eventually, you kind of dust yourself off, you get up yeah. and you see that another six people have joined the queue. So that's pretty much the uh, the story of our build so far. But, like, good news, floors and carpet are in. The stonework's up. The concrete is looking absolutely fabulous. Uh, painting's been done out the front, so we're super close to getting those keys, which is uh, good news. Have you found the AWOL painter? No. <laughs> painter is still AWOL, but we do have an interim painter um, who's given us a good deal um, on getting the interior done. So that's uh, that's very good news. So we've got the moving trucks booked for next week and furniture getting delivered into next week as well. So fingers crossed, no more speed bumps to this finish line. I think you might be Australia's unluckiest home builder. I know. <laughs> I need to go current, never, current affair When was something. the original move-in date? Uh, Feb of last year was what they told us. <laughs> 12 months. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and oh, then well, I understand the building industry is absolutely wild at the moment, um, you know, through no fault of their own, I guess. Um, but <laughs> I just feel like this is ridiculous. You can still, despite the delays and whatnot, you can yeah. still do things right the first time. Yeah. And yeah. it's really disappointing. I feel for you, mate. I, um, I noticed last week you're a little flat. You got a lot on your plate, <laughs> like those um, circus jugglers juggling the plates <laughs> on those little spinny fucking yeah 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 <laughs> things. I'm, I'm managing, I'm yeah, managing. Yeah. But I, like us, we had a, uh, spoke off air about this. I'm pretty much just putting in place all the things that I teach my clients to. You know what I mean? Like you know, do the things that pour a bit of stress out of my bucket. Be more kind of hopeful and optimistic about things. Being grateful and thankful for having having the opportunity to build a house. So mm. you know, I'm although there is a lot of shit dribbling off the plate. <laughs> And overflowing on the plate, um, you know, it's it's good shit. You're handling it better than I would, mate. I, um, <laughs> I'm not sure how I'd be handling it at the moment. Um, uh, pretty good week for me. Yep. Um, a few very interesting things happened this week. Um, I had one of the all-time cheat days. 
Is it a cheat day for the ages? (laughs) Tell us about it. Give Uh, us the ins and outs. So it started on a Saturday. Um, I had a lovely toasted sandwich from our local cafe, Grain Bakery in Lathlane. Lovely. If you're living in Perth, listening, check it out because it's unbelievable coffee, unbelievable baked goods and treats and whatnot. Bloody hell, that sounds like an advert. (laughs) So they upload all their new gear on their Instagram page. Yep. And they'd posted this Mexican toasties. Now, Mexican Ooh. cuisine is like my favourite of all time. Like I'm a sucker for a taco yeah. or nacho or burrito, whatever it is. So they posted this Mexican toasty, and I was like, I've got to fucking have that in me all in, a, in and around <laughs> my orifices. Um, and and uh, my lovely dear partner, Chloe, uh, surprised me with a Mexican toasty on Saturday morning. Gosh. Over the moon. Good. Yeah. Over the moon. Smashed um, it. Dropped Chloe off at your lovely partner Sophia's hens do on yes, the Saturday yep. and then straight to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> beer, uh, beer, yep, beer, yep. Legend. Um, had a few pints of uh, Swan Draft at the pub. Uh didn't hang around because I had a few other things on in the afternoon that I needed to tick off, which culminated in me ordering a burger on Uber Eats after Ooh, that. You backed it up, didn't you? Now, I had this burger at like 5 p.m., right? Odd time. Odd time. Yeah, it's, like it's awkward. What, lunner? It's not quite <laughs> dinner. It's after lunch sort Supper, of thing. Supper, yeah. Um, so I nailed that. And then we went to the Brisbane Hotel and watched Tom Ballard. He's a comedian, uh, part of the Fringe Festival. Mm. Uh, people might remember Tom Ballard. He used to host the Triple mm. J breakfast yep. program. Um, very, very funny guy. We'll talk more about Tom Ballard in a sec. Um, so after that, clothes come straight from the hens do to the pub, done this comedy do uh, with uh, Katie and Josh, our friends, and uh, stayed for a few drinks afterwards as well. And then clothes gone, I'm starving because I haven't eaten all day. Pizza rolls out and she's like, you need to help me with this. And I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. So toasted sandwich, Feel those gaps. burger and pizza. You should have smelt the farts I was producing oh, the next day, Goss. You were just dropping them. I could have killed someone, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking horrendous. Yeah. Those are the ramifications that you I know. We, we were at Karen Up Shops the, the day after on the Sunday and my farts were so bad. Like I'm not opposed to farting around a shopping centre because there's so out. many other people around there. No one can possibly blame you unless there's <laughs> unless it's audible. But it's lingering in your But arse. you're on the move. <laughs> you're walking so it's escaping oh, your jocks no. quickly. You must have a real good poker face. Um, oh, mate, I'm absolutely no dramas <laughs> at all. And um, But they were so bad. I was like, I can't, can't, do I can't put these poor people through <laughs> yeah. this. So... Um, yeah, despite all that, uh, down 600 grams this week. <laughs> That's just adding fuel to the fire, Isn't it? Now you know what you're getting away with. Correct, yeah. correct. I nearly didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it would be funny content. But that might <laughs> <laughs> I think your body's wanting to work with you, though, you know what I mean? Couple, I think couple so. of strength sessions and it's gone, yeah, I'll just brush that pizza off my 100%. Back. Um, so that's good news. So we're down to 93.4 kegs. Lovely. Uh, in we're into week three mm. at the moment, so uh, that's a good result. Yeah, um, we're down well, two two kilos mm. in the in the first in two, the two weeks. Bit week period, um, or three week period, with the bit of an asterisk because we're not sure how waterlogged I was <laughs> on into the it. way in day. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll we'll roll with the two kilos. Um, one thing Tom Ballard said, which was very very funny in his gig. Um, he revealed that he is now too fat to ride a horse, <laughs> <laughs> which 
Horse, horses are sturdy, girthy animals, particularly yeah. the ones that are only there to take people for trail rides. Yeah, Clydesdales. You know, <laughs> like they're behemoths. big boys and girls. and They still have breakable spines, though, so I can correct. see where they're... Um, so Tom was telling the story about his boyfriend um, trying to organise a cute date. Apparently Tom used to ride horses when he was younger, <laughs> loves it. Lighter, yeah. And uh, they went to organise this date and they started asking how tall he was, how heavy he was. And uh, they, they turned around and said, mate, you're too, you're too <laughs> heavy for this horse. You can't come. <laughs> you pony. <laughs> <laughs> so we spoke ah. about last week or the week before uh, our deeper why yeah. last week. And uh, that's I've, I'm adding that. You've added a new fear. I've added <laughs> yeah. a new deeper why yeah. and I do not want to be at the point where I'm too fat to ride a horse. Yeah, so. that's shocking. Um, I feel for Tom there, um, but anyway, very funny show. So if you catch him at Fringe, get along and check it out. Um, Christian, it's finally happened. What's that? It's finally happened. I was stopped in the street by a fan this week. (laughs) (laughs) Your head is inflated. I I am the man. I am worldwide (laughs) famous. (laughs) Mr. Worldwide. Um, I was about to catch a bus um, for work and – the this guy i was just waiting for the bus scrolling instagram or whatever and um this guy i'd never seen before he looked a little bit familiar he just walked past me and said oh g'day bado i watch christian's podcast and then he's already confused watch me slash like, listens. Yeah, yeah, you can't watch it it's audio unless you're on instagram watching these clips um so <laughs> and then i was just throwing because i thought i recognized this guy and you're like, getting on the bus at the same time. And then the bus is arriving at the same something. time. You're and looking was, for something to sign yeah. for him, but you're just the bus Correct. is leaving at the same time. Yeah, He's asking a, for selfies and <laughs> autographs and I was like, the mate, bu- I can't. The bus driver's <laughs> telling you to get the F on. Yeah, and um, so that was funny. But That's good fun. We spoke about this before we started <laughs> recording today. You know the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of my clients. Yeah. So he passed on that information pretty quick. Afterwards, he messaged me, pretty funny. Um, and I just said, yeah, that was that was good to inflate Bato's ego just before we go into record. So, no, nah, it, was, it, was it was good fun. He's, he's a good client. He's absolutely smashing his goals. So shout out to Matt um, when he's listening Matt, to this. that's yeah. his name. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, it's That stuff only happens in Perth, right? Yeah. Like there's what is it the three degrees of bacon there's that game seven degrees seven of degrees kevin bacon, of kevin yeah. bacon. <laughs> perth is Everyone's like connected two yeah. degrees of anyone yeah <laughs> so we're all sort of connected yeah, somehow. we're related i think um so that was hilarious to run into matt um literally in the middle of east perth yeah lovely um so that was hilarious so Go uh on. yeah huge week uh well done to matt um i will i'll send matt a signed selfie because we were interrupted by the bus <laughs> um and he can frame that yeah. wherever he likes <laughs> Bedside table would be recommended um, as well. So a um, couple of other things. How am I feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. Um, back to feeling like I'm getting through the days better. Yeah, yep. Despite working some fucked Horrible up hours, hours yep. waking up in the middle of the night. So, yeah, feeling good. Mm. Feeling good. Uh, down to the 93.4 kilogram mark. Um, I'm starting to get back to feeling those benefits of actually looking after yourself, eating yeah. the right stuff and moving a bit more. Like I'm getting through the days better again. I'm generally feeling happier again mm. um, and, and less agitated as well. So Lovely. Um, it's that's been fun this week is mm. like remembering why this is so good. Yeah. It's not just about, you know, the scale numbers. 
the scale numbers, yep. you know, you get all these extra benefits and stuff. So uh, that was that was fun to actually feel that and notice that over mm. the last week. So, um, yeah, hopefully more to come. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going. No, it's, it's good. Don't stop. <laughs> yeah, it, re- it reinvigorates you. Like that's what the scale number is cool to like look at between your feet. But when you start to like actually feel better within yourself, you're feeling lighter, you're feeling happier, like you're mm. feeling more on the ball at work or, you know, you're chatting to your partner and words are coming easier or you just like that relationship is getting better. Um, <laughs> sorry, just <laughs> dropped something. I don't know Christian if you heard that. playing with an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> He's found ADD. in the studio. Um, <laughs> but that's that's the sort of stuff that should internally motivate you, right? Like yep. it's good to have the number that we're working towards. It's good to have a coach or talk about this on the podcast. But, you know, you want to you wanna look after yourself because you know how it makes you feel in the long run. You know how it makes you feel in the short term doing a workout or whatever it might be, but in the long term, you know that it's, you know, your body's working with you, building a bit of muscle, your body's looking better, you're better at handling like insulin and, you know, blood sugar crashes and like, you know, you're better at like handling your mood and stuff like that. So all these things start to tie together to form this really wonderful picture. Well, speaking of picture, should we get into today's business and get down to it? Yeah. <laughs> Not speaking of picture. <laughs> Fine, I guess. <laughs> Shit segue. Shut up, Christian. We're doing it. <laughs> All right, Christian. Well, down to business today. At the end of last season, we put the feelers out for some feedback. We wanted to know what you wanted from us so we could give you better content. And one of those things was exercising for different goals, wasn't it? Yeah. So types of exercises for different goals was one of the requests for an episode. We got some some other really cool requests, which we're going to touch base on um, all throughout this season. A lot Mm -hmm. of these episodes are based upon those listener requests. Um, and I, I sort of didn't know which way to take that statement because I thought I thought it was quite uh, broad, I guess. Um, you know, what what is the goal? Is it to look better naked? Is it getting stronger? Is it building muscle? Is it running faster or like building your cardio gas tank? Or did this person have like a specific event that they were wanting to, to work out for, like the Roto Swim or do a triathlon with a mate or a marathon with a mate or whatever it might have been? But then I started to go down the rabbit hole thinking about it and I was like, <laughs> oh, there's a lot we can kind of tease out for this. So what I've done is I've split uh, today's episode up into like five different goals, as I guess yep. you could say, that most people, like most common kind of fitness goals. And then I'll talk about different ways to train and eat for those goals. But there's no uh, th- there's no way we can go any further, I guess. Or the way I wanted to start this is talking about this concept known as the triangle of awareness. I often like to speak in extremes because I think it's um, – it's just an easy way to kind of visualize things or picture things in your head. So this quote, you can do anything, but not everything, at least not very well. So what, <laughs> That's do, great. what do, what do like Usain Bolt, Lance Armstrong, Michael Phelps, um, power lifters, bodybuilders, crossfitters, like what do they all have in common? Do you think? Um, they're all absolute rigs. They're all absolute rigs at what they do. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're not going to see Usain Bolt jumping into the pool and beating anyone at the Olympics in a hundred no. meter swim. You're not going to see Michael Phelps running along a track or playing cricket or, you know, dunking a basketball anytime yep. soon. So these kinds of people, they eat and train in a very specific way to be the absolute best at what they do. Right. Yeah. Except Lance Armstrong. He cheated. He did. Yeah. <laughs> that did come out. Yeah. I don't know why I put him in there. <laughs> I was trying to think about another cyclist and I didn't know any other yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, that's right. Cadell Evans. Cadell Evans, yeah. yeah. He's so a ripper. You say Bolt Cadell Evans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you've got footy athletes and soccer players and stuff like that. And, you know, when we do speak of this, um, these extreme athletes and, and fit people, they are the top 1% of the 1%. So, yes, they may, like, be really good at 
basketball, for example, and have a really good physique and just be really awesomely healthy. You know what I mean? So we can get a lot of different goals kind of mixed up, but I guess the main people that are listening to this uh, conversation today are probably just your average busy bloke and busy Sheila, right? Like yeah. they're not looking to go to the Olympics or to be like, you know, sub fucking two hour marathon. I don't yeah. know how quick a marathon is run. Is they just want to get up the stairs at work. Yeah. <laughs> Easily, <laughs> like me. In breath. <laughs> yeah. um, so this, this concept of the triangle awareness, again, it's speaking about these extremes, but it's just an easy way to picture it. So if you can imagine a triangle, up the top of the triangle is longevity, Mm -hmm. the bottom left part of the triangle is performance, and the bottom right part is aesthetics. So that bottom left corner, that extreme corner of performance, you've got in there like AFL players, um, NFL athletes, CrossFit athletes, Olympians, or any other high-performing sport, right? It's very objective if they're good at what they do, right? Did you run the fastest? Did you throw the furthest? Um, Did you lift the most weight? Did you win the premiership? All that sort of stuff, right? So they eat and train very specifically for these things. And if you look at extreme endurance athletes, right? super fit people, mm. but they're dying really early because their heart is actually giving out, right? They train to the absolute extreme. Wow, yeah. NFL players, average uh, lifespan, I think, or death span is like 55 or before 60 for an NFL player. So they're drilling their bodies into the ground so much that they're forgetting about longevity or they're moving away from longevity. On the bottom right, you've got aesthetics and that, in that extreme corner, you've got people like bodybuilders or physique competitors or um, cover, model, uh, cover magazine models and they eat and train in a specific way for that. So... They are, there's a reason why bodybuilders, when they step on stage, are called walking dead men. Like they are so depleted, their hormones are out of whack, they're so weak. So their performance is absolutely tanked. They're not running (laughs) a very quick 5K or they're not like lifting very heavy in the gym and stuff like that because they're so depleted, but they're really good at looking good on stage subjectively, right? And the last one is longevity. So that's that top quadrant. And that's pretty much just doing things to make you live to as long as possible and as well as possible. So these people are really focused on hormones and metabolic health and wellness and stuff like that. And if you imagine this triangle, if you move towards any of those corners, whether you're focusing on performance, aesthetics, like how your body looks or longevity, you're actually moving away from the other two corners, right? So sometimes I'll get clients to do this or teach them this and I'll say, all right, can you draw a little red dot on this triangle where you think you are in comparison to your goals? And sometimes they'll draw themselves right in the middle. You know, I want to perform pretty well. I want to have my body looking pretty good. And I want to you know, live for a really long time really well. Yeah. And I say, that's fantastic. But what you're telling me is that you actually want to run a marathon really well. And you also want to lose a bunch of body fat. Losing a bunch of body fat requires we be in a calorie deficit. So you're you know, eating less than your body is burning. Running an ultra marathon or a big marathon, you actually want to feed yourself <laughs> yeah, and yeah. fuel yourself for that. So I was like, there's nothing wrong with having those two goals, but they are kind of competing goals, if that makes sense. So what we can do is do like seasons. All right, let's focus for the next three months or four months or five months for the, the marathon. And then once we're done that, then we can focus on the fat loss. And one of my clients, I hope he doesn't mind me yeah, using him as an, as an example. He is such a legend. He is killing life. He is going to go to an ultra marathon in the desert, which is like <laughs> over a hundred kilometers in five days. It is un- unreal. Get yeah. Fucked. He's just smashing marathons left, right oh. and center. So that's one, a huge goal for him. And then he also wants to lose like a bit of belly fat. And I'm saying, great, that's fantastic. But we can't do those things at the same time because mm-hmm. your ultra marathon training <laughs> requires you to be fed and fueled and recovering yep. well. You being in a calorie deficit while trying to train for that, he's doing 100-kilometer weeks at the moment. So he's running half marathons a couple of days a week. Jesus, right? wept. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it, I know I'm speaking in extreme examples at the moment, um, but you can kind of think of this as well like I guess like a um, – let's say you get given 100 points, 
right, to spend on different goals. Yep. You could spend that on strength, flexibility, mobility, rehab, like long distance running, swimming, gaining muscle, ball skills, yoga. Like there's lots of different fitness goals or different types of exercise and stuff like that. But you can't – we only have a finite amount of time and energy. You can't do it all at the exact same time, right? So let's say you put most of your points into cardio because you're like, all right, my mate challenged me to do a marathon with him. Let's do most of our training and eating towards that. And maybe I'll put 10 points towards mobility and rehab because I, you know, I can do that each night. Um, maybe you put you – know, your mate challenges you to like who can drop the most body fat in the next six months. So you tr- eat and train in a way for that. So there's nothing stopping you from reaching any of these goals but just have it in your mind. What's most important for me right now? You know, we can have a little bit of everything and that's fine. You just got to make sure that you understand you're not going to be the best at any of those things if you want to do it that way. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think that's the beauty of what we've been doing Mm. over the last season and a bit of this Mm. podcast is we're working to change habits in all of those areas. So we're fueling ourselves better. We're getting a little bit stronger. Yeah. And as a result of that, my goal is I'm losing a bit of weight, right? Yep. But I, I can't, I can't just not eat and then have the weight fall off because it's not going to work. I'm yeah. going to die. Then you feel tanked and you're yeah. stressed out and you're like depleted. Yeah, sleep's gone. You, you don't know. get all the other benefits yeah. of feeling healthier, happier, and and stronger as well. So it's when you break it down like that. I never thought of an athlete. I mean, footy players. You just yeah. thought they were like super machines, which they are. Yeah, but. You know, that's doing themselves damage essentially. Yeah, and granted, like a lot of them, like a lot of those footy players, they might have good rigs, right? So they might mm. be more towards that aesthetic side of things as well. Um, but for the most part, they're not focused on all right building my muscles and stuff. I remember like part of the West Perth Development Squad back when I was like fifteen or sixteen, and they were like, "Do not do bicep curls in here because <laughs> they're not going to help you on the footy field. Like we yeah. don't, we don't need you to build your muscles like that. Like you just need to get stronger at like you know all these like kind of like athletic movements and stuff like that. So there's a time and a place for different types of training and all that sort of stuff. So we'll touch on all of those today. Um, but I reckon like if I was to look at the triangle of awareness, I'm probably more towards like up towards the top of longevity, maybe a little bit of aesthetics, but I'm, I'm not stepping on a bodybuilding stage anytime soon. I'm not running a half marathon anytime soon, um, but I'm just focusing on feeling good and kind of performing pretty well. Let's say, for example, I am going to join a footy team this year, which I am once I move out to my new house. I will have to start focusing more on that kind of like cardiovascular endurance and that's going to be probably like my one of my main goals for a little while is building that bit of that gas tank, right? The longevity part of the triangle just sounds a lot more enjoyable yeah. <laughs> than the aesthetics yeah. of the performance yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> Way more relaxed, yeah. easier. Well, I think so, yeah. Um, and as a result of that, you live to 100 or 120. <laughs> <laughs> and live well, right? And live well. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's, that's, that's where most of my client base actually – falls into right like right aside from um my client who's running the ultra marathon through i can't remember what it's called it's, it's through the desert somewhere aside from him who's gone for that extreme performance goal at the moment anyway most of my clients are just your average joe who just wants to lose a bit of weight gain a bit of energy back sleep better just have a better mood like actually that longevity piece right there and then actually in the process build a little bit of muscle and actually shape their physique which is kind of feeding a little bit into that aesthetic side of things all right, so just speaking on cardio, because um, we kind of got similar goals this year. So my goal, I haven't played f- a footy game since I did my knee in mm. eight years ago, maybe now, eight, seven or eight years ago. Um, so I, I want to pull on a footy jumper this year and at least get through Ooh, a game. Nice. Um, the One of the guys at the club said, just play, just play milestone games. Um, yeah, nice. And I was like, well, I haven't played yet, so... <laughs> 
I can play, a milestone. It either leaves me with one game or I've got to play like, 50. I don't know, 50 <laughs> in a year, multiple teams. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the body holds up. But um, we're in the middle of the preseason yep. training at the moment. We've just started. Um, so I'm, I'm still coaching, but um, the way the sessions sort of work is I can actually join in and mm. do the drills, do a bit of running, a bit of movement um, and sort of coach fr- from within the drill yep. sort yep. of thing. Um, but we've been doing these running blocks. So it's a 20-second walk, 20-second yep. jog, 20-second mm. run times 10. So it's about 10 minutes of running. Yep. Uh, I think people are averaging about 2Ks because everyone's got those fucking yeah. fancy yeah. smart watches Garmin-y. and shit. Yeah. Um, so I just sort of try and keep up with someone that's got a watch on. <laughs> See how far <laughs> I'm going. Cheap ass. Not want to fork yeah. out. <laughs> I don't want to buy watches. I hate watches. That's a story for another time. Oh, yeah. um, but what I've noticed is because um, I haven't really – been moving or running a lot since we really did this last year yeah yeah but um i was sort of reflecting on it over the weekend and since i've been running over the last few weeks i've been running at a lighter weight than i have ever well i have run at for a long time Mm. so um and i'm noticing that it's it's a lot easier to run because i'm not lugging around an extra three or four kilos for what i was previously easier on the joints um Correct, but I, I have noticed my knee still a little bit weak. Mm. Um, just the way that the ground shifts and moves, and yeah, it's a local park, right? So yeah. it's not perfect. It's yeah. not a Optus Stadium yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've noticed, you know, if like run through a really soft patch of the oval, the knee starts to feel a little bit weaker. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what I'll need to focus on over the next few weeks as well is um, moving my exercises. I've just sort of been doing like a general all body exercise um so doing some legs doing some oh, core yeah. doing yep. some upper body strength yep. stuff um so um maybe focusing in one of the one of my sessions a bit more towards legs um yeah that's great and you, you think about those points we we're talking about before so you got 100 points to spend so you know 60 to 70 of that is just like building your gas tank because you want to actually run out of yeah. game um and then i think for so for all these fitness goals that we're talking about today i think strength training should always be a foundational part of that it should always be somewhere for some people that's one 30 minute session a week for others it's two three four sessions a week like that client that is running the ultra marathon i was like we do not want this strength training to impede at all on your running or your recovery. So he's doing one 30-minute session a week, super light, going nowhere near failure. So he's still getting that stimulation of those muscles, full body and everything like that, but it's not impeding on his goals, right? So you will still have some kind of element of strength training in there. Um, and then maybe you start to spend some of your other points remaining after the cardio on like some ankle and hip kind of mobility moves to, to strengthen that knee or some moves for that, um, that, that the lower half of your body, uh, maybe some more explosive stuff, if, if that makes sense. You start to think about, all right, I've only got X amount of time during the week. What's important to me at the moment? Getting back on the footy field and how do I train in a way that's going to get me there? Well, speaking of cardio and endurance, how do we train to get better in the cardio and endurance sphere? Awesome. So, you know, we don't hate cardio. Like I know we both hate running, but we don't <laughs> hate cardio. Um, it's just when people I'm use warming it. to running. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm warming to it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I don't. You know, I don't hate on it. It's just when people use it in the wrong format. You know, making running their sole form of exercise um, and using it for weight loss and things like that. It's a very bad weight loss strategy. But the benefits of cardio increases your HDL. Cal- cholesterol which is known as your good cholesterol improves blood circulation lowers your blood pressure blood sugar and inflammation and improves your endurance and stamina obviously when it comes to cardio and endurance whatever you do most of that's probably what you'll get better at right like if you do a bit of swimming 
long distance, you're probably going to build your cardio enough to like help you with the running. Or if you do lots of cycling, it might help you with the rowing and stuff like that. Obviously, it's all, all part of the same thing. But all of those are kind of technical skills. Like it's technical technique with swimming. There's technique with running. There's technique with rowing and cycling and stuff like that. So usually you'll get better at doing those things if you do more of it. So thinking about, do you have like a specific event like Roto Swim or the half marathon? You want to do more of those things, right? Like if you're doing the Roto Swim, you want to do more swimming. If you're doing a half marathon, you probably want to do more running. Or if you've got, like you said, footy, maybe you want to do some sprints and some long distance runs as well. So if you're doing, um, like most people listening to this podcast, if you're just doing things for general heart health and fitness, just include different t- kinds of exercise that get your heart rate up and breathing heavily, like things you enjoy. So it might be a bit of tennis, might be a bit of basketball, kick a footy with a mate, walking. Again, just like strength training has to be a part of all of these, I think walking should be a mainstay in everyone's health regime, regardless of goal. Hitting that 8 to 10K steps mark per day should be like the aim, like the gold standard for everyone. Plus that is fantastic, but... About around 8,000 you should be aiming for each day. Um, and then thinking about your cardio, you obviously want to probably do like, you know, mobility and rehab and prehab for your specific type of cardio. So if you're doing swimming, you probably want to like roll your lats out. You want to do some big arm circles and things like that, things to prep you for that kind of swim. Same thing with running. You don't just put the shoes on and start running. You actually probably want to do some high knees and some butt flicks. You want to like get your ankles ready, your, your feet activated and stuff like that. Um, so I guess we're not going to give out very specific things like this is exactly how you do your cardio. Um, but just thinking about, all right, what do I want to train for and how do I do more of that thing often? And how do you prepare your body before you do that activity, i.e. Yeah. running? Yeah, yeah. And which so many people like running is an interesting one because we all think, oh, I've done it my whole life. I can just do it again. But running is specifically like running like a marathon or whatever it might be running is super specific like technique wise like you have to lift your knees a certain height your feet should strike the pavement a certain way and stuff like that but everyone just thinks they can do it and running is probably the number one sport in the world where there's so many injuries because it's that repetitive use people have really bad backs really bad hips really bad ankles and knees and stuff like that from repetitive motion of running incorrectly so it's really interesting if you do have like a running goal like maybe go on youtube and just type in like you know perfect running technique uh, i can't remember the exact I'll, I'll, I'll put up some information in the show notes about a, a good youtube uh, site that i like for running um, but when it comes to to fueling yourself food wise hydration super super important Salt and sodium, super important. Remember when we sweat, we don't just lose water, we also lose sodium. So replacing that sodium if you're doing long distance sort of stuff. Um, electrolytes, we also lose that through sweat. So things like um, potassium, magnesium, if you can add those back in, that's fantastic. Um, these kind of people will probably do better on high carbohydrates, higher carbohydrates. Um, so don't be afraid of carbs if you're doing more kind of like cardio and endurance activities. You always want to do protein for recovery. So 0.8 to 1 grams per pound of gold body weight is great um, to start there with that kind of range. And you want to fuel your training with enough calories, right? We're probably, if you're really wanting to gun for like a cardio and endurance goal, you want to fuel that training and that recovery with enough calories. You don't want to be in like a really bad kind of deficit where you're like not, you're not feeding your body enough. All right. So what about getting stronger? So another reason why people want to get into the gym or start getting into their fitness is they want to get stronger. Heaps of benefits to using your muscles and getting stronger. It decreases the risk of type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease and obesity, increases your bone density and muscle mass, um, boosts your metabolism through the roof um, and also makes you more sensitive with insulin. Um, so if you want to get stronger, you've got to lift some heavy shit. And the best way to do that is some resistance training. So obviously you can do your body weight, just like bats you've been doing this past like six months or so. Yep. Um, you can obviously get into the gym and lift some dumbbells or some kettlebells or some barbells. But what you want to do is focus on what we call the compound lifts. Remember we did that whole 
uh, episode last season about resistance training. So those compound lifts are things like squats, bench, deadlift, pull-ups, overhead presses. Those are things that use multiple muscles and multiple joints, real big, big bang for your buck kind of movements that burn a lot of calories while you're doing it, send a really loud muscle building and strength building signal. Um, the best way to get stronger is to lift for low reps. So like one to five repetitions of a weight and with longer rest periods. So like resting between sets for like three to five minutes, which is a bit of a trip when I get clients to do this kind of training because they're like, I feel like I'm sitting down more than I'm actually lifting something. Like yeah. I lift I lift two reps and I sit down for like five minutes. Like what the hell is going on? Um, but what you're doing there is you're actually giving your central nervous system enough time to calm down and get to, uh, like a solid baseline. So you're actually exerting full maximal force that next set. So you still want to stay away from failure. So remember, we want to leave one or two reps left in the tank. So we don't want to lift until our whole body's breaking down. You just think, all right, if I lifted one or two more times, I know my form's going to start breaking down. You stop there. So that's good. Um, hydration is still important um, for performance in the gym. So make sure you're properly hydrated. That can increase your performance right there. Um, you can add salt and electrolytes as well because that can make you perform better. Um, same with creatine. That's an awesome supplement, super cheap, which probably not enough people are getting enough of in their diet. So creatine is a great thing to supplement for if you want strength. Um, carbs, not necessarily essential for this type of lifting. Um, I don't want to be afraid of carbs, so you can still include those, but you're more than welcome to, to increase your fats and protein um, and decrease your carbs if that's the kind of nutrition we want to go for. Um, you still want enough calories to fuel your training and your strength gains, and you want to have that protein in there for recovery as well. Question without notice, is mm. there a great recovery meal that you can suggest and maybe a recovery beverage Ooh, so beverage-wise, um, you just want to get some salt and electrolytes and water in you really. So coconut water is great because it has a lot of those things in there. Um, just normal hydration is key as well. And protein powders, this is why they're so great because they're convenient. You can take them on the go and that just gets a recovery started right there. Um, Post-workout meal. Uh, Pre-workout, you don't really want to have lots of fat and lots of fiber because that'll kind of slow down the digestion process and make you feel kind of gluggy, but it's completely fine to have that after you work out. So there's no necessarily magic window or anything like that. 30 to 60 minutes after you work out, just have a nice normal meal, nice normal well-rounded meal of proteins, fats, carbohydrates, and you know, that, you, you're good to go. So there's, I think people might get too deep in the weeds and kind of confuse themselves. Like, All right, what's the perfect pre-workout meal and what's the perfect post-workout meal? But it's like, whatever makes you feel good and perform better, like just do more of that thing. We're getting stronger. How do we get more muscles? So more muscles on our body. I'll put this one first. <laughs> Um, before losing body fat. So that's going to be the next one. But I think gaining muscle should be most people's first point of call when they do go to the gym. Yes, we have a goal of like losing body fat, but the more muscle we have on our body, like this is how we build and, and shape our body. It's how once we lose body fat, we, body fat, we want to reveal a shapely physique underneath once we do that. So again, just like getting stronger, resistance training, you've got to send the signal to your body to build muscle. And you're not going to do that by slogging away on the treadmill. Um, so similar to strength, you want to focus on the compound lifts. So like things like squats, bench, deadlift, pull-ups, overhead presses, those bang for your buck movements. Um, and full body is best for the general population. So just going to the gym or lifting heavy weights two to three times per week is ample for most people, right? So uh, something that I'll get my clients to do as well is what we call phasing our workouts. So you spend about three to six weeks lifting in that, um, like building strength in that low rep range. Then you might spend three to six weeks, like eight to 12 reps, 60 to 90 seconds rest. Then you might spend three to six weeks doing more like muscular endurance. So you do 12 to 20 reps with 30 seconds rest. So that's, uh, studies will show that four to six weeks is when the adaptation process slows down. So getting ahead of that curve and just doing like three-week blocks or four-week blocks, just lifting in a different kind of rep range is usually enough to kind of keep the body kind of guessing on its toes. It's boosting its metabolism. It's always sending a signal to build muscle and strength. 
Um, and you can always obviously focus on sessions on body parts you want to bring up. So, you know, do your full body session, but do a little bit more for arms or shoulders or glutes if you're a girl. Like usually they want to kind of build out the booty. So more glute work is, is great, um, but you still want to stay away from failure. So always leaving that one or two rep left in the tank. And when it comes to nutrition, you need to be, if you want to build muscle, unless you're an absolute newbie in the gym, you need to be in a calorie surplus. So you want to give your body the raw materials to actually build things out of. So that's eating more food than your body actually needs or body is burning. That puts you in a calorie surplus, which could be anywhere between 200 to 1,000 calories above your maintenance. Protein, again, super important. So 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight or gold body weight. And then again, don't be scared of carbs either. Now, I think I know the answer to losing body fat is <laughs> a calorie deficit. Is that, is yes, that sir. correct? Yeah. So the only difference between getting stronger, gaining muscle and to lose body fat, you just got to be in a calorie deficit. So i.e. that's eating less than your body is burning and that could be 200 to 1,000 calories below your maintenance. So everything else from building muscle stays the same. Lift heavy stuff two to three times a week and phase your workout. So do those little three or four week blocks of training in kind of different ways eat enough protein to, to, to keep muscle on your body because you need a calorie deficit. Your body's trying to pare down mass. We would rather it pare down body fat rather than your muscle, right? So sending a muscle building signal and eating protein while you're in a deficit, hopefully most of that uh, mass you lose on the scale is actually um, body fat. So when it comes to losing body fat, you don't need to automatically start running. <laughs> like so many people are like, oh, I'm, losing, uh, you know, I'm going to a cutting phase, or I'm dieting, so I need to start running. Don't start running. Save that for way later down the track if you want to get those last last little kilo off or something like that but just think anything you do to get to your goal body weight you pretty much have to keep doing to maintain that right so if you all of a sudden start going to the gym five or six days a week eating really low calorie and running five or six days a week as well you pretty much have to do all three of those things if you want to maintain that weight which is not an ideal scenario for anyone so uh lift heavy stuff walk eight to ten k steps a day uh, drink three and a half to four liters of water daily as well. Fill up on fibrous foods like fruits and veggies. Drink black coffee and tea to suppress appetite. Um, you can eat your favorite foods in moderation um, just to tickle that little pickle like you had a big one on Saturday. Yep. And, and it was just one day. It wasn't all seven. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just one of seven. It's back on the horse, back yeah. on the horse. <laughs> um, and like, you know, if you're in a deficit and you're losing body fat, you are going to be hungry. So you've got to be okay with that. Um it's a very non-scientific way to look at things, but sometimes I communicate it like this to clients. When you when you feel hungry in a deficit, like you don't want it to be torturous. Like you don't want it to be like starving all the time because that means you're probably doing things the wrong way. But when you get hungry in a deficit, I like to think that's when my body goes, ooh, we're about to start tapping into the body fat now. And if you go and eat something, then it goes, oh, that's right. We've got energy coming in anyway, yeah. right? So you, when you start to feel a little bit hungry, it's like, oh, you know, this is where my body's starting to convert over into burning fat for fuel rather than using the calories of the food. I mean, if that makes sense. I think I'm going to have to tune into that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm feeling hungry, it's my body's actually eating some fat, yeah. which yeah. is a good thing. It's a bit hungry. That's the way to look at it. Um, and the last one, last goal that some people have when it comes to their fitness, I think anyway, these are like the top five, I guess. Um, is to be more mobile and pain-free, like kind of like pain management. So mobility is pretty much any movement that improves how a joint moves or its range of motion, um, heaps of benefits. So it decreases your muscle soreness, prevents injuries, including muscle strain um, and muscle and joint pain, helps relax the nervous system and enhances like your natural movement. Um, with mobility and those mobility moves that help like how your hip, kind of like that hip circle and like your ankle, how your ankles feel and stuff like that, you've got to devote quite a lot of time to mobility like it's not really sexy 
Um, but if done properly, properly, you can see results pretty much immediately. Like you can see more range of motion in those areas. But the biggest benefits come from frequent stimulation. So doing it a couple times per day. Like mobility is great because it's generally quite low intensity. Like you can do like with my goal this year about ankle mobility, I can get down and do some of my ankle mobility moves, you know, one, two, three, four times a day, right? Because it's not hurting my body or really like tearing down muscle fibers. It's just me sending that stimulation to my central nervous system to calm down from that area and like increase its range of motion. So I assess yourself. Um, I have a certain one that I take my clients through assessment um, to see where you're kind of lacking the mobility. Usually you can probably tell like, oh, my back's really usually pretty bad. I've got very bad shoulder mobility or my knee hurts or something like that. And then you want to find certain mobility moves that help with those areas. YouTube is an absolute goldmine. So if you just type in if your hips are really sore, hip mobility or groin mobility or shoulder mobility and stuff like that, I have heaps of them. Practice and try some out and then you want to find the ones that make you feel really, really good and you want to repeat those daily several times per day. YouTube is a genuine, mm. legitimate gold mine. If you can just put up with a few ads, it's yeah. <laughs> it's just so – there's so much. Um, I remember back to episode one or two last year, mm. um, just finding – I didn't even know how to, how to pronounce or do any of the exercises that you're telling me yeah. to do. And it was just bang, straight on YouTube, look at it, write down like words that help you understand what you're doing. Yeah. Like the swimmers hover, it's like – Get down on the ground on your belly, <laughs> and just lift the um, lift your arms up, shoulder. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's Love cool. That. So with like mobility as well, um, morning mobility is great. Like you've just gone from lying down for the last seven to nine hours um, in these really kind of crunched positions. If you've got a soft enough mattress, so you want to wake up all those sleepy joints. Um, so morning mobility is great. You can also do nighttime stretching to help you as well. Um, I like to call it priming before workout. So you know if you're going to go for a run. If you're going to go for a swim, if you're going to go to the gym to do some squats, like you want to do movements that open up those joints and mobilize so you're actually ready to do those movements so your body's not in shock mode and actually end up rolling an ankle or spraining your knee or something like that. So just um, if you want to kind of write these down, obviously not if you're driving, but just remember them. Some good examples of mobility moves that I like. Swimmer's hover is one of them. Um, thread the needle is another great one. Cat cow. 90-90 and active pigeon. Those ones kind of hit a lot of a lot of joints and, and muscles in the body. So those are great to just to, uh, to get people started if they're not sure where to start. It's like old McDonald's farm. <laughs> cat. cat, cow, active pigeon, swimmers <laughs> hover. All right, so just to recap and kind of summarise, calories and macros matter depending on your goal, but you want to hit your protein targets and then you can play around with the fat and carbohydrates to find what works best for you. Um, you want the correct amount of calories for muscle gain and fat loss. So you want to eat in a surplus for gaining muscle in a deficit for fat loss. And you probably want to be at maintenance or a, or a surplus if you want to perform better, whether that's running or playing a footy game and stuff like that. Um, your body is going to respond to what you expose it to the most. So whether that's cardio, strength or ball skills, whatever it might be. So you want to pr prioritize the specific adaptation that you want. So do more of the thing that you want to get better at, right? Strength should always be included, some more so than others. So if, you, if you're really focused on footy and cardio and swimming and stuff like that maybe your strength goes down a little bit compared to the person who's just focused on building some muscle and they're not too worried about their cardio side of things and then walking is always 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 a mainstay no matter what your goal so eight to ten k steps per day well all this talk about exercising and moving has made me starving christian <laughs> so should we jump into the dish of the week before we wrap up yes please let's do it <laughs> You're too hungry with uh, brain stopped 
All right, it's everybody's favourite part of the episodes, mm. the dish of the week uh, review. Um, I've had a sneak peek about what I'm cooking this week. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting I'm excited. That. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> the so, colonel's <laughs> back. <laughs> the colonel is back. <laughs> but before we get to the colonel, uh, I had a go at cooking goat's cheese pasta last week. Now, it Christian, looked phenomenal. The one that you did yeah. actually looked insane. Check out our uh, Instagram page at Busy Blokes Podcast. podcast. <laughs> yes. Couldn't remember if Correct. it was a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're the social media manager. <laughs> I'll just flick you all my shit <laughs> videos of me cooking in the kitchen. Um I, I was nervous about this one. Goat's cheese, if yeah. if someone said, would you like some goat's cheese, I would have slapped that fucking thing out of there. Get that away from me. I'm very fussy about- It's deceiving about, though, isn't it? It's very deceiving. I'm very fussy about foods that I haven't had before, particularly the um, massive florets of broccoli that were just floating around <laughs> in there. Yeah. Uh, Not a fan so of I'm, I hate broccoli. Yeah. I hate broccoli. I also hate broccoli like when you reheat it because it smells like farts. Yeah, it does a little bit, yeah. Um, so that puts me- off so i have once again changed it up a little bit mm. from the recipe a variation um, now i am not changing these recipes i'm not completely pulling them apart i'm changing mm. tiny aspects of um of the recipe just because i would prefer a different meat or uh, a different vegetable or whatever yeah. it is so yeah. last week it was i swapped the slow cooked roast beef for slow cooked roast lamb mm-hmm. um because that was actually what was available at the shop. Um, and this week I didn't put broccoli in the pasta mix. Um, I bought broccolini mm, separately and that's right. fried a little bit of that up um, in some olive oil, some garlic and some pepper. It's fucking beautiful. Yep. Uh, and just had that on the side almost as a side dish. Mm-hmm. So um, for the dish itself, I chucked in some corn and some peas, which mm. is not in the recipe. So yep. that was um, pretty fucking clever from me. Yes. <laughs> I'll actually, I'll actually, I'll, I'll, I'll change the recipe to to reflect how you make it though. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. I mean, it's because maybe. yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe. I I'm just trying to add in extra vegetables where I can because yeah. uh, that's what I need. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just easy, mm. easy to do. Particularly, it's the goat's cheese pasta. It's kind of like it's not a pasta bake. It's almost like a stir through dish. So you cook. Yeah, mm. you cook all the chicken up and then um, you literally – and your pasta at the same time and then you just throw everything into the pot and stir it and together. And the goatee just goes the bananas in there, doesn't it? And the flavour was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I did cook it – not cook it. Well, I cooked it but stuffed it um, as well. <laughs> I, I didn't actually read the um, cayenne pepper – um, quantity quantity properly <laughs> so I put twice as much yeah. as I should have put in there spicy. so there was a bit of a kick to it but yeah. it was actually really nice um, and yeah it's like a I don't know there's a bit of curry powder in there so it had a bit of a, a curry sort interesting flavours yeah, going through mate, it was absolutely phenomenal so yeah, uh, you, that gets 8.5 out of 10 oh. um, which I think I gave last week's an 8 I think so yeah So this is good um, and that's up. what I said in the first recipe was you know I would have liked to put some more vegetables in yeah. the slow cooker so I sort of used that methodology into this week Love it. Um, and I think I'm going to have to use it again this week because what have we got yeah we don't <laughs> no, no veggies um, in this one here, literally just chicken. Yeah, we've got uh, 
chili lime chicken tenders. Um, so a bit of a spin with the kernel here. Um, some of the interesting uh, ingredients is uh, tapioca flour and mm. almond flour, both of which, don't freak out, both of which you can probably find at most of your Woolworths and Coles and IGAs and stuff like that. Um, the reason I use these flours is because they're both gluten-free, generally, um, both gluten-free, which is a lot of people have some issues with gluten. Um, me, I don't have, like, I've never been diagnosed celiac or anything like that. I just feel better with a mm. lack of gluten. So most of the recipes that I do are kind of just naturally gluten-free. Um, and with one really hot tip for this one, just make sure that you dredge off as much of the egg of the chickens as possible before putting it in the almond meal, uh, almond flour and tapioca kind of mixture. It just makes it kind of coat a little bit better. But these, the taste on these ones is fucking phenomenal. Just on the ingredients too, um, if you have got hold of the e-recipe cookbook, yep, um, I butcher the name every single Health time. Health Coach Christian Recipe ebook. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've said it two dozen you times and they haven't nailed it at yeah. all. <laughs> But everyone knows He's what I'm talking work. about. Christian's yeah. fantastic, Fandangle <laughs> cookbook. Um, your first shop will normally be quite expensive because for me it was buying tapioca flour, mm. uh, different herbs and spices, um, different oils. I had to clean out all my oils. Those are your staples. It's all your staples, right? But once you've got that shop out of the way, just prepare yourself for it. it your shops actually do become yeah. way cheaper um, because all that stuff lasts for a while. So uh, when I did the goat's cheese pasta, mm. it was like 20 bucks for literally everything. And you cooked more for future battle as well. Correct. Saying, as yep. well. So you had a couple of meals out of that. Yep. So we got four We got four dinners out of that. So two for me, two for Chloe. Uh, it was unreal. Um, Five bucks per meal. Yeah. Oh. Fucking flying. Yeah. And it's good for you. Yeah. And it's essentially good. fucking cheesy pasta with yeah. chicken in it. <laughs> It tastes sick. Yeah. Um, are these like the popcorn chicken things that I did last year? Yes, very similar. Just a couple of different ingredients in there. Ooh. A bit more chili, a bit more lime, obviously using the almond flour instead of the tapioca and coconut flour. So there's a couple of little variations in there, maybe a bit of a mix on the spice blend and stuff like that, but it gives it a different kind of kick to those poppy chickens. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what vegetables I put with it yeah. this time. Yeah. Um, maybe even in a sandwich. Oh, Who I've actually been having uh, or I might chicken just burgers eat. and they're phenomenal. Oh, maybe phenomenal. I'll do that. Yeah, okay. fantastic. Sold to the big round boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, that's all we've got time for this week on the Busy Blokes podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I need to say thank you to Damo for your audio wizardry behind the scenes. We forgot yeah. last week, but he was sitting right here next to us, yeah. which is a bit of fun. Thanked him in real life. Uh, so we thanked him in real life. Um, but if you if that is your favourite part of the podcast and we you noticed that we missed it last week, you're spot on. So Damo gets a double shout out yeah. this week. So thank you, Damo. Thank you to the team at Digital Loop here on Beaufort Street in Mount Lawley. If you're a freelancer or a content creator wanting to step up your media production, give your website a glow up, make sure you get in touch with the Digital Loop Australia team. Uh, keep an eye out on their social pipes at Digital Loop Australia. So Chris and the team will sort you out there. And thank you, Chris and the team here at Digital Loop for having us. That's all we've got time for. We'll catch you next week for... We are training our brains and bolstering Ooh. our mental health. Nice. I like it. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you then. Love you, Dad. Love you, Dad.